comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. Previously on Out Now with Aaron and Abe. You know that Will Smith guy? Yeah, Aaron, he's a national treasure. I think that you say that every chance that you get. Yeah, you know, he's from West Philadelphia, born and raised. On the playground where he spent most of his days. He was chilling out, Max, and relaxing all cool. And shooting b-ball outside of the school. When a couple of guys who were up to no good. Started making trouble in his neighborhood. He got in one little fight and his mom got scared. <laughs> and he said, you're moving with your auntie and uncle in Bel Air. Yeah, I mean, so that guy, Will Smith. You know, he's, he, he is a national treasure. People love that guy. Like, I, I, I feel bad for him. You know, nah, 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 nah. That's what they're all saying to him about his son being in movies. But, yeah. Essentially, essentially what I'm saying here is that Will Smith is going to be the last man alive in any movie. Or, I guess, just on Earth, right? I mean, he's the only person on Earth besides his son, it seems. Like, that's... Yeah. And he's the, the last person in New York. Yeah. It makes a lot of sense. Yeah, Basically, was... in the future, we're going to be populated by Will Smith. Yeah. But if he was a magician, on the other hand... Mm. Would he be a crazy street magician, or would he be like a stage act? What do you well, think? Well, how long do you like? He has a magician career. He's Will Smith. Like, is he doing like street tricks, or is he doing like shows in Vegas? Mm, maybe he's rap magician. Maybe he's rap magician. A rap magician. A rap magician. How would that work? Would it? That'd be the that'd be the name of his first show. What if like Will Smith just dropped his his movie career tomorrow and was like, guys, I'm becoming a rap magician. Well, I think Jada would be kind of upset, but at the same time, you know, I, you know she'd be understanding. I think they they got a solid Will, marriage. Willow 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 would be on board though. Well, yeah, she'd be like the opening act. She'd be whipping her hair to and fro. <laughs> to and fro, yeah, those are the exact lyrics. Yeah. Anyway, let's let's talk about some movies. Okay. Wait a minute! I forgot my introduction. Introduction. We are now recording, and this is Out Now with Aaron and Abe. I am Aaron, and as always, this is... Abe, hello! Out Now is a film podcast with Abe and I discussing new movies weekly. We also bring in discussion about the latest movie trailers, box office results and predictions, a callback to past films similar to the main film of the week, games, and other fun stuff. This is episode 106, and today we have a, a double episode. We're talking about After Earth, Earth, for the, Earth, Earth, yeah. and Now You See Me. Both of these are magician thrillers. That's not true. One of these is a magician <laughs> heist thriller. The other is a a, a, a journey through Earth in the future, featuring the Smith clan. I think that's how they, they like to be called, right? That's what the MDV description says? The, yeah, that, yeah, it says that. It says a, a journey through Earth with the Smith clan. It's a very, <laughs> it's a very apt description. Uh, but joining us to discuss both After Earth and Now You See Me, we have, from the Schmoes No YouTube show, the men with a two-act magic show dedicated to the Will Smith Jaden film classic, The Pursuit of Happiness, Christian Harloff and Mark Ellis. What's up, guys? How you doing? Pretty good. Very good to be here, and Aaron, I'm judging from your tone, it was such a professional intro, and then you hit the After Earth segment, and you kind of mailed it in a little bit. <laughs> you weren't the biggest fan of that movie, but I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. I, I was I was halfway through the intro, and it's like, I really wrote this well, and I was like, oh yeah, I gotta talk about this part too. Uh, you, you forgot the, uh, do I have to read this part? 
<laughs> I only read it in the mirror like three times while looking at myself, and then I was like, all right, I should have practiced this more. That's what happened. But uh, yeah, that's the, that's the plan for the show, and these are the guys that are going to talk about it with us. Uh, nice to have you guys. First time on the show. Always have fun to have new guests. Uh, yeah, thanks for having us. Yeah, for sure. Would you like to tell our tell our listeners who what the the Schmoes No Show is all about? Sure. I'll let Christian go, and then I'll pick it up. Whatever he uh, whatever he leaves on the ground, I'll pick up. Right. Which has been most of it. Um, I um, uh, we, Mark and I were both stand up comedians. For Mark still is. I was for about twelve years, and about two thousand seven, we decided we we're going to do something for current TV where we we're reviewing pilots, and we said let's just approach this like from like the everyday. Dude, just, you know, talking about movies, and we did. We started a YouTube channel in 2008, kind of got some people behind us to, you know, people started watching it, and then, I don't know, after about two years of having a nice a little audience, we started doing, became uh, movie reviewers for um, Fandango and Movies.com, and uh, first YouTube movie reviewer certified by Rotten Tomatoes, mm-hmm. and just got accredited by the MPAA about... Um, Six months ago. Well, that helps. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> it's very nice. It's a long and distinguished resume. And to check us out, all you need to do is just go to our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash schmoesno, and you subscribe to us. And uh, we like to say you never pay to see a bad movie again. So Yeah, and, and the new website, schmoesno.com. Cool. Very cool, awesome. guys. Yeah. I uh, try to do my own show, Scrooge No, where I, I have a monocle <laughs> and I just record movies that I see, but that, that no one really liked that at all. So. That's when pretty, I was, that's if that's Scrooge from DuckTales, then I'm all on board. I, yeah, see, I thought so, too. I thought everyone would be, but like, I got like three views a week. It was terrible. Well, that's, <laughs> pretty much, that's pretty much Ellis's shtick anyway, so. <laughs> but who doesn't want to see you lying around in a pile of money? I think Aaron could be like Scrooge, and then Abe could be like Blumgold, and you guys could just kind of fight back and forth. <laughs> I think the references have gotten old enough now, so let's let's move on. We're going to have to put a lot of DuckTales YouTube clips into the show notes now. Uh, Let's get to some some announcements. Uh, The Banner Contest. We had had our 100th episode back at the... Nice. Back uh, back in April. uh, Yeah, thank you. Thanks. And uh, we had a contest to design a new banner for our Facebook page and our Twitter page, facebook.com slash podcast and twitter.com slash podcast. Say that faster. But... uh, (laughs) It's like the the mic machine guy i crushed it but uh <laughs> or the terms and conditions guys yeah the yeah. uh i said that contest event ended may and it is now june 2nd so that means that it has ended and we have a uh, one submission that we really like it is from joe jans which Thanks, makes him joe. yeah which makes him the winner of the banner contest i will we'll, we'll post that banner because that's that was the point of the contest and we'll uh post a picture of the awesome prize package you won that includes some out now schlag a couple blues some bl- new blu-rays including life of pi and other things. So I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna post that picture onto the onto the pages and just let everyone know how they missed out on an awesome contest prize. <laughs> um, at least everyone that didn't enter. Everyone that did enter, thank you. Uh, let's see what else. Out. Uh, we have a new we have a new page. Uh, we have a Twitter page. We have a Facebook page. Now we have a Tumblr page. Outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. We you know we have these Yay. all these various social networks. We might as well just jump in on all of them so that we have we have that now. That's that's what we got. And uh, let's see. Oh, last thing. Um, iTunes. Uh, by last week, I said that hopefully all the new shows, since we had to kind of relaunch the iTunes feed, uh, all the new shows will be posted. That that is, that is an ambitious task for me to have taken on within a week's amount of time, getting that many shows back into iTunes. So I will say that I have almost over half of them done. So. We're get we're getting there. I've been going backwards too, so it's we're getting there. We're, get, we're getting. I'm happy to, to help you out if you got any more of those Life of Pi DVDs laying around. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we uh, 
we, I got all the I got all the better shows going on. I, I still got to get the 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 worst the better the the worst shows that we recorded when we weren't as good as this podcast. So the, those those will be up those will be up soon. Although I did put up the Transformers three episode because I those should, are classic. That's, gems, a, that's a classic uh, episode. Yeah. I put that one up immediately. So why not? All right, let's move on. Let's get let's get to let's get to the more of the fun stuff. Let's get to know everybody. Where each week we ask each other a few questions to try to set the tone for the podcast. You better get to know everybody. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna start this one off and I'm gonna shoot to Abe. Okay. Hey, Abe, where would you rather vacation? The After Earth Earth, the Oblivion Earth, or the Planet of the Apes Earth? Spoilers for Planet of the Apes. <laughs> uh, I'd go with the, the Oblivion Earth because I'd have a pool that has clear walls, and also uh, i got to hang out with these, uh, I guess, copies of each other, and I just go, you know, hang out near Morgan Freeman's house. I like so it's, near each other. Wait, so in this scenario, you're like both of the the high sky mansion living in the pool, and you get to yeah. like come down to Morgan Freeman and hang out. Yeah, no, no, we're we're friends now. If you've seen the movie, they're they're all friends. That's okay. how the movie ends. <laughs> okay. <laughs> all right, um, Mark. Yeah. Do you miss goofy, wacky Will Smith movies? Um, I love that we're playing this game. I feel like I'm like a freshman and I'm new and it's like we're all trying to get to know each other. Um, <laughs> that's the idea of this segment. I, I don't, I, I miss wacky Will Smith movies in the same way that I, that I miss like the funny, dumb Adam Sandler movies and the Jim Carrey physical <laughs> movies. But at some point as an actor, I just don't think that you, that it's natural to pull that kind of stuff off anymore. Which is why so, Adam Sandler movies just don't work anymore. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, God love him for trying, and, uh, you know, that's my boy made me laugh, but I think that I love that Will Smith, but I like seeing him transition into a more serious actor as well, because I think he's got the chops for it, so as long as you actually have the ability to do something else, then I'm happy to watch it. Okay. All right, Christian, who would you, who would you, out of the four magicians in Now You See Me, who would you trust the most as a friend? Um, well, you can say Isla Fisher because she's hot. All right. Well, the next one, the next one uh, would be Woody Harrelson because even if I didn't trust him, he would make me believe that I did. There you go. You know what? You know when you're not the smarter man, and that's always been. I've, I've always said that about you. <laughs> yeah. are, are you uh, are you yourself in this question or like another magician? Oh, that's, I guess that's yeah. Uh, because Dave Franco seems to like aw shucks about it to the other magicians, but like to everybody else, he's probably a dick. So it's um, like, yeah, I could probably. <laughs> Some random schmuck in the Vegas audience, anyway. So it doesn't okay, matter. yeah. So Woody Harrelson. <laughs> that actually stems off my thing. I was going to ask Aaron, um, how annoying do you find Dave Franco? I like, <laughs> Dave, Fra- I like Dave Franco. Every time I, <laughs> I, I think I think he knows how to play annoying in a movie. But every time I see him in a movie, I'm like, hey, Dave Franco's here. Things are going to be all right. I feel like I've been rewarded by that so far. We're on the opposite sides of the coin on that one. Apparently, okay. <laughs> I think he has the best scene, and now you see me. How are you? I do too. It's just something about his. It's just that that I don't know if we that uh, crap-eating grin on his face that he's got. <laughs> that, that, that that's fair enough because I think the Franco siblings share this. <laughs> but yeah, but he reminds me of, like the Danny DeVito to James Franco's Arnold Schwarzenegger, like the twins. The, the twins. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's so mean. <laughs> um, all right. Yeah, I, I, I like that Dave Franco. He's he's, he's going places. I said. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> let's see. Um, He's going on my dartboard. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Mark. Yes, sir. Do parents ever just understand? Um, yes, parents understand, and you just don't want to admit it. 
Uh, that's what uh, that, that's what I'll say now. As far as parents in After Earth, I think that they do, and I think he's trying to mold his son to be a better person. I think parents in real life, as far as Will Smith making Jaden Smith the star, I think Will Smith may not understand that he just if he doesn't have the charisma by now, he probably is never going to get it. I think those are the exact lyrics in the third verse of Parents. <laughs> That certainly is. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay, Abe? Yeah. All right. If you had to open a small business on either the futuristic future planet of After Earth, <laughs> Oblivion, or Planet of the Apes, where would you do it and why would it be successful? Uh, There's a correct answer to this one easily. Is there? <laughs> yes, there is. Go on. I was going to open a pet food shop over in uh, New York in After Earth Earth and just feed all the wild animals. Abe, come on. <laughs> Frozen banana stand, Planet of the Apes. What, where, where are you going wrong here? <laughs> There's always money in the banana stand. There is always money in the banana stand. They're, they're apes. They love bananas. Where else are they going to find frozen bananas? Everything where else to this. Where else are See? all the the animals that have evolved to kill humans going to find pork chops and giant birds? Yeah, Aaron, I'm kind of going with Abe on this one because <laughs> if you open a banana stand, the apes and Planet of the Apes are so highly developed, they're going to be insulted that you think all they eat is bananas. Like they probably like fine dining and use knives and forks. So I think they're just going to they're going to get even more irate when they find out all you think that they eat is chiquita bananas. Um. <laughs> I've seen, or Del Monte. I've seen Escape from the Planet of the Apes. They do like bananas, but I mean, I'm, I'm sorry. I don't want to insult the ape population. What they want because <laughs> yeah, they listen, think they're, they're better. They're than a huge they. contingent of our listeners. This is part of the reason why Scrooge and O did not work out. That was just very presumptive about things. All right, Christian, you're a movie script writer that has been tasked to make the next Jaden Smith movie a hit. What do you write? Who is he? You know, what's the genre? What's the plot? It'll be a silent film. Silent film. <laughs> well, I guess not. This part two? No, let's see. If, if Jaden Smith at this point, I mean, I if I was given a script at this point, I'd probably ask if I could just do the Karate Kid remake. I mean, the Karate Kid sequel was it? I didn't love. I didn't love the fact that they remade Karate Kid, but I would be lying if I said that I didn't actually enjoy watching it and thought he was fine for for the role. It was good. Yeah. Um, and I think that, you know, maybe I wouldn't want to see a sequel based off of the original Karate Kid 2, because that would be strange. Um, <laughs> he goes he goes to Japan from China. Yeah, uh, but I would, I mean, because I think that I just would have something to where he was, I know that the, the other Smiths produced it, but I'd have something totally detaching him from, mm -hmm. you know, and just something different. And I'd try to make him smile and laugh a lot more. Yeah. He's so sad. And, and like, he is sad. He's very downtrodden. I, I, I would that, not that have to do a movie with Kristen Stewart. <laughs> they would just be moping the entire time, and we'd both just go on and Prozac. I'm trying to think of what 80s kids movie he could do, he could remake <laughs> without Will Smith involved. Garbage Pail Kids. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> the Last Unicorn, featuring the uh, voice of Jaden yeah. Smith. <laughs> who's, who's up? That'd be you. I'm a, okay, then I will ask. Hey guys, this is a drinking game, right? Because I've been pounding shots. Yeah. Since we started too. Okay. Yeah, we only record the show in the morning when we're drinking. All right, Aaron, you, you and Abe are, you guys, you guys get caught, you guys are spies, but you got caught over, overseas by the enemy. Um, now they're, they're gonna torture Abe, but the only way that you can free him is you have to watch one of Shyamalan's movies in a loop for 12 hours. Would it be 
and you only get the choice of okay. you know, <laughs> I like this now. It's narrowing it down. You either you either get Lady in the Water or the last airbender to have to watch oh my god <laughs> for 12 hours straight with no with Save no bathroom. me Aaron clearly no you know break. clearly you, you know which no bathroom breaks either clearly you know which ones are the worst ones by the way yeah. those are those are the worst ones in fact yeah. um god i would probably say lady in the water because at least paul giamatti's like good in that movie like there's not many good things but paul giamatti is one of them there i don't i don't know what the good thing in last airbender is i can't pin, i can't pinpoint what that that part is but it, it, it's as my counterpart mark ellis would say the the best part in uh, airbender is the cgi dragon <laughs> or a world when when a uh, Asif when when Daily Show correspondent Asif Mandev punches a fish. I think that's a that's a pretty that's, spectacular part of that movie. That's, and let you, I, I could have let you off the hook and let you choose the happening, but that's the best comedy since Caddyshack. No, the happening I think is and I, I I legit like I yesterday on my own my personal blog the Codezeek.com I posted my original review of the happening because that's not a movie I hated. It's not good. It's not good, but I think it is like it's both unintentionally hilarious and kind of thrilling in the like the early scenes where the people just like straight up kill themselves. Like there's there's some good stuff in this. I'll go against the thrilling part, but unintentional comedy it's hysterical. Oh yeah, for sure. Lawnmower, lawnmower scene and hot dog conversations worth the, t- the price of admission. <laughs> uh, there are lions eating a guy on YouTube. So good. <laughs> that's a movie, all right. Um, all right, I think that's uh, that's how we uh, play. Know everybody. So let's move on out. Oh, quickies. This is a segment where we talk about other movies that we might have also seen this week because we always talk about one movie at length, but we like to have a segment where we talk about other movies at a quick pace. That's how we play it. Out quickies. Trademark. Thank you. <laughs> um, all right. So, um, Abe, have you seen any other movies this week? I did. I watched The Place Beyond the Pines, significantly longer than After Earth. And uh, interesting, uh, interesting <laughs> that's movie. That's a there. long title for that movie. <laughs> yeah, it is. Place Beyond the Pines, yeah. Uh, first two acts pretty good. Third act, uh, kind of iffy. I was, I wasn't oh. sure. Um, but still, it's a, it's a very good movie. Uh, I, I do recommend people see it before it goes out. Ryan Gosling, pretty good in that. Bradley Cooper, man, it's a lot of stuff to think about. Would it be quick? I like that. That was good. Yeah, it's trademark. <laughs> uh, Mark, any uh, movies you seen? Uh, last night I enjoyed Tango and Cash again, and uh, it's just as good as ever. <laughs> and um, we also uh, got to check out the Bling Ring this week, and uh, it was Sofia Coppola. I did not like it as much as her other film. Uh, I guess her last movie, Somewhere. I like that a lot more than the Bling Ring. Cool. Um, okay, I saw the, the Kings of Summer, which I oh. uh, really loved that movie. It's one of my favorites. Actually, Place Beyond the Pines is my favorite of the year, but then uh, Kings Kings of Summer is right behind it. It was. Um, it just is a really really cool coming of age story. And I just, it, it was one of those movies you're watching and you just feel, you get the vibe and the tone and everybody got it. The comedy was good. It, it slows a little bit and you're like, okay, I get it. They're in the woods. There's another slow motion there in the woods again. But then it's, it's just, it really continues on. And I found myself laughing a lot and, and really I was engaged in the characters. It's a good flick. Yeah, well, cool. I'm looking forward to checking that one out. <clears throat> um, I was supposed to see Before Midnight yesterday, but somebody dropped the ball. Oh, as I as I look to no one in this room next to me, yeah, it, was, it, was, it wasn't me. <laughs> if you that's if that's where you're thinking, listeners, it wasn't me. But I did uh, go see Contiki, and this was the film that was nominated for best foreign feature this past year. Um, and it's a story of a bunch of Norwegians who try to essentially sail from South America to the Polynesian islands by using a balsa wood raft and just and only equipment that could have been used by uh, very uh, a much earlier tribe of people. And um, it's 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 good. It's not great. Um, I 
is that the the characters in it are kind of like, hey, we're all six foot tall blonde Norwegians. There's no real distinction between any of them, which is kind of what harms the movie. But the uh, the the look of the movie is fantastic. It's from the I think uh, Rhythm and Hughes who did Life of Pi. They did the visual effects for Kantiki, and it's a very good looking movie. But uh, yeah, that's so that's out around now. So and I think I win with Tango and Cash then. Yeah, I, I think that, I think you get the prize. Yeah. Good, good, good. Um, I also watched Arrest Development. I watched it last week, but I didn't mention it. But I, I finished all of Arrest Development, and uh, I really enjoyed it, despite how it's like it's different than the Arrest Development that you once knew for fans. Of. Seems to be getting a mixed reaction from fans. I've never seen an episode of the show, so I don't know. But it seems that, that like fans are are torn on the new ones, which is which is fair. Although I admire kind of the 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 ambition involved in how to make this show work in on an, in a Netflix on a Netflix format as opposed to a week by week basis. But uh curious to hear what other people thought. So yeah, email us in out now podcast gmail dot com. Thoughts on Arrest Development, the new season for fans of the show. Let's uh that was that now quickies. TM. All right, let's move on. Out now quickies. TM. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> You're not gonna get me. <laughs> All right. Hey, I, I tried to get a but okay. Anyway, let's move on to movie trail. Out now quickies. Tim? Okay. Oh, let's you move on to, up on that one. <laughs> let's move on to movie trailer talk, where each week we talk about some of the newest trailers, what we, you know, what we thought of them when they're coming out. And we got two, two, I was going to say big ones, but I, I don't know about that. But we got two new ones coming out. First one we're going to talk about, Machete Kills. This is the sequel to Machete, starring Johnny Trejo, uh, directed by Robert Rodriguez. And uh, this is, of course, the the, the much-needed follow-up to the first Machete, where Machete <laughs> is brought back to battle his way through Mexico in order to take down, I guess, evil Mel Gibson and whoever else is in this very large cast, which includes Charlie Sheen as the U.S. president, Carlos <laughs> Um <laughs> well, that's that's a fun that's a, that's a fun string of sentences to say out loud. But uh, Christian, what did you think of the trailer for Machete Kills? I really liked the first one. I thought it was a fun like I felt like I was actually watching a B movie, and and the casting and everything involved made me feel like I was watching a B movie. This one scares me a little bit because it feels like the, the B it does it with, with the with the addition of uh, Sofia Vergara, who I like, but I just it becomes very very I don't know, I feel like it's like an A movie trying to be a B movie now, and. I, I'm I'm worried about it. I just think it, it looks like over comedy wise, and it does that. I, I realize that the first one had a lot of comedy in it, but it just was it was a little darker. I, I, I didn't really dig the trailer, to be completely honest. Yeah, and, and jumping on that point, anytime B movies have a little bit of success, sometimes they tend to become like the Boston Red Sox fans after they won the World Series in 2004. They it goes from being this lovable underdog to just being a total ass. And <laughs> yeah. I I don't think that's going to happen with this. I mean, Aaron, you said it's a much-needed sequel. I say it's absolutely necessary because I love <laughs> the first Machete so much. And I think that they're going to maintain that tone. But you do worry about, like, when B-movies are too aware of themselves being B-movies, then it's not as much fun anymore. You know, I think that's what Piranha, the Piranha franchise, the reboots, like, tried to have too much fun being B-movies, and they ended up just being terrible. Hey. Uh, I thought that they looked really bad like just kind of like not bad in the sense of oh this movie's gonna suck it's more what you guys had said which is there's a huge cast of characters in here that kind of just makes it feel as though they're really trying to be that ultra like we're just gonna make this as like a really bad movie and kind of doesn't feel that way so uh, i'm not really that hugely on board primarily because sofia vergara is just like she's just yelling yeah she's so over the top yeah point but it just it look it's i like it when it's over the top but it's not obvious if that makes sense right 
Yeah. I, think, I think casting Sofia Vergara and giving her the assets that she has in the movie, I think that, that epitomizes over the top right She there. was born with those. <laughs> those are we're, genetic. We're, of course, talking about her huge elbows. Um, I, <laughs> I, I like Machete, the, um, the, the idea of the character, and I like the... I like the original Grindhouse trailer. I like the first five minutes of Machete, and then I think the rest of the movie's okay. Um, I was kind of, I was, I think I was way too excited for the first Machete movie, which kind of set me down on it, because every time I watched, every time I, and I've only watched it like three times now, every time I watch it, it's like, hey, this is not as good as I wanted it to be. So I'm watching Machete Kills trailer, and I'm like, well, how much more mileage can we get out of the Machete character? And I love dead, seeing Danny Trejo, in, let alone headlining movies, but... <laughs> We'll see. I, I like Robert Rodriguez is very inventive as a filmmaker, so I I I am looking forward to seeing what he kind of brings to the sequel. But, yeah, Spy Kids 3D. But that, that's that's the reference you go for, okay? <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm kind of in a kind of wait and see pattern, even though I I will I will see it because it's it's Machete Kills, of course. So why not? <laughs> why why not see what what could happen from a a day laborer gone revolutionary leader? It'd be weird if it was like Machete gives birth or like, you know, Machete volunteers <laughs> at a school. Machete builds a library. That would surprise me. See, I'd see these movies. Like, I, I would see that one volunteers at a school. That's like, uh, like that's if these cool. were like 10 minute NBC, the more you know segments, I'd watch the f- out of them. Yeah, and, the, li- and the, libra- the librarian would be played by Christopher Walken. <laughs> <laughs> this book's so much book is overdue. Yeah. All right. Machete Kills comes out September 13th, 2013. Let's move on to our next trailer. Percy Jackson, Sea of Uh-oh. Monsters. This is, of course, the sequel to Percy Jackson and the Olympians, The Lightning Thief. They've decided that they've learned their lesson of how long our titles need to be, and they've shrunk it down to only five words. Uh, it also has a bunch of monsters and things that are less necessary than my description of the title. With all that said, Mark, what did you think of the trailer for Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters? Well, I'll say this. It does look better than the first one. Um I don't, you know, that, that that's not a high bar to pass, but, and I think that everything that that kid has done since then gives me a little more hope for this. I don't care about seeing the movie at all. I think it's coming out in August for a reason where we, we're going to kind of have blockbuster, uh, hangover by then, but, um, you know, it, it really, it, it doesn't look as terrible as its predecessor. Christian? Yeah, I'm on the same page. I, um, my thing is that I, I, I actually was, I'm a big, like, anything fantasy or those type of worlds, you, you pique my curiosity. So when I had heard of that, you know, about these books, I never read the books. So when I heard about the initial movie, I was like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to check this out. And I put the DVD in and I was, I was, I was angered. Because okay. <laughs> the first, the beginning, I was like, okay, this could be cool. And then it was just so, it was just really campy and I, I didn't enjoy it at all. So when I saw this trailer, I'm watching, I'm going, okay, it looks a little better, but that just, I mean, the last Airbender trailer looked good. So I, I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> Uh, I still, I'm not looking forward to it at all. I, I do like Logan Lerman, like Mark just said, but um, I, I don't really care about the movie whatsoever. Abe? Uh, I think it looks kind of funny. I've never seen the first one, but just based on, you know, Stanley Tooch, the Tooch, the and uh, uh, Nathan Fillion, and, you know, I do like the, the lead actor. He was in a diary, or not diary, we'll be good, uh, the person being a wallflower. So it's Logan Lerman is his name, all three yeah. of you mentioned. Yeah. Logan, yeah. It's kind of weird to see him, like, you know, ultra-depressed in that movie, and then, like, oh, hey, I'm, I'm you know, a half-god. It's like, what? Go back to being in high school. Um, <laughs> Go back to being Mr. Hermione. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Go and make out with her. I, I enjoyed that much more. That's his legal uh, name, though. <laughs> but, yeah, the movie looks uh, fun, uh, and I'm sure that we'll get to some comparisons when we talk about After Earth. 
Okay. Um, yeah, I I agree with a lot of the same sentiment here. I, I think it does it, it. It's not a movie that I'm like I need to see Percy Jackson see of monsters, and I need to say the whole title and not just part of it. But the I mean, it, it it looks fine for what it's trying to be. I saw I saw the first one, and I that was the same year that uh, Clash of the Titans came out. And I remember thinking I like Percy Jackson more than that. So that's that's that's, that's where I'm coming from on that one. Like it, it's it's empty kind of empty fun that first movie. Not, not not a ton of fun, but it has a it has a good cast. I really like the cast of that first movie, and this one kind of repeats that. Although it lacks Pierce Brosnan as a centaur, like the first one did, so I don't know. But it but it did add Stanley, it did add the Tooch and, and Nathan Fillion. So you know, can't go wrong with a, with a cast that includes the Tooch and Nathan Fillion. No, you cannot. Yeah. But uh, yeah, Percy Jackson, Sea of Monsters. We'll see of monsters that comes out August seventh. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> <laughs> let's uh, let's move on. Let's well, let's move on to our, our our movie reviews. We got we're doing two, so let's do our first one. This is our film review for After Earth. Crash landed. Two confirmed survivors. Do you know where we are? No, sir. This is Earth. There's an emergency beacon in the tail section of our ship. Approximately 100 kilometers from here. We need to retrieve that beacon. Well, we're going to die. The temperatures on this planet fluctuate dangerously. Everything has evolved to kill humans. Together, we will survive. I hear something. I'm tracking a life form moving toward you. 50 meters. 20. 10. It has found you. Okay, so that should have been some of the trailer for After Earth. And this is, of course, the film that stars Will Smith and Jaden Smith as a father-son duo who... Uh, a thousand years into the future, everyone's left Earth. They go to a, they've gone to a different planet. Will Smith is... Basically, basically like the the most badass warrior of all time on this new planet, where he gets a, gets around the the various creatures that that lives on the planet that humanity how humanity now occupies. His son's trying to also be a badass warrior like his father, but um, he's he's having he's having trouble with that. The two of them go on you know one of those space journeys that you go on with your father every now and father son yeah father son one of those father son space journeys. Their ship gets hit by some kind of asteroid or whatever. And they crash land on a random planet. That planet happens to be Earth, which is now evolved to be way more dangerous than Earth was before. Uh, Will Smith's legs are broken, and so Jaden Smith, of course, I'll just say, I don't know why I'm saying Will Smith. Cypher Rage is like one of the coolest names I know right now. Cypher Rage's legs are broken, and so he sends his son out to try and find the the beacon, the rescue beacon that they need, which is located in half the ship, which broke off and land somewhere else. That's that's a lot of description, but <laughs> with all that said. Uh, let's start. Let's start with uh, Mark. Mark, what did you think of After Earth? Well, speaking of that name, Cipher Rage, you can see him on stage at the Vegas Chippendales this weekend. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, it, it, sci-fi films and, and futuristic kind of fantasy movies are, are very easy to nitpick, and we're going to have a lot of fun doing it. But just the movie itself, I enjoyed watching the movie. I had a lot of fun watching it. I got into the adventure. I thought that Jaden Smith uh, surprised me by not being bad in it. And that's that's actually a compliment to the kid because he didn't elevate the movie at all, but he didn't ruin it for me. Like, if there's a kid running around in the forest the whole time. I mean, this movie basically is a science fiction version of The Bone Collector. 
where <laughs> you have exactly. a dude telling, you know, you have a genius telling the newbie what to do. And even though I would have rather looked at Angelina Jolie running through the forest, fighting these animals, we got Jaden Smith and he athletically was able to pull off every move. He, he, he did enough to make me not check out of the story. And I think that Shyamalan, if he's not back doing what he does, I think a lot of his directorial traits worked in this movie. There are a lot of quiet moments, especially the beginning, that I thought worked. And um, I know that I'm probably the only guy saying this. If you're listening to this podcast, you're probably throwing some sort of fruit at it. But I, I like the movie. I did. Our, our listeners do actually equip themselves with fruit before they listen to our show. Are they, but... are they chiquita bananas? Look, I... Are bananas a fruit or they're like a plantain? Whatever. Ever since the Roaring Twenties when audiences would bring rotten vegetables to Catskill shows, <laughs> right. it has to be the same. I want to bring that back. I hope you don't like talk about how your love for this movie and when you're like your stand-up acts because I don't know how that, well that would go. But... It's, uh, I'd have to be a pretty good stand-up to do that, so luckily I think I can pull it off. All right. Christian, what did you think of the movie? Yeah, I'm on the opposite side. Um, it's funny because when I originally saw it, I didn't mind it that much, and I just kind of started thinking about it. It's just so damn boring. Is the is the main thing? It's really boring, and I, I, my my biggest problem was again going into this trailer. I'm I'm thinking, okay, I've accepted now that Jaden Smith is in this movie with his father. Uh, I've accepted as long as they're together and they're running around in the, in, in the forest together and doing this. And then Will Smith's like, oh, by the way, this is just to let you guys know that I'm going to make my son a movie star this time, and you have to deal with it now that you're sitting in the theater. That pissed me off, and I don't really. I don't, it's not the, it's not the, I don't blame Shyamalan. I think he's completely done now because this movie is going to, is tanking so bad that I, I just, it's going to be very hard for him to direct the 7-Eleven commercial at this point. So I think, um, <laughs> that'd be one badass 7-Eleven commercial. That'd be, that'd be the greatest twist of all. It's actually a Kmart or something. Yeah, exactly. But, uh, I just, you know, I just, there was, I actually, I wanted to see more of the, the ghosting and more of like how that, all that, that almost like Starship Troopers. I would rather seen that. Um, but I just, there's just, I, I don't think Jaden Smith is, has that charisma that his dad has. So watching him, I don't think he's a terrible actor. I don't, let me say that, but I just, it's very hard to have him doing like a, it was like Tom, it was like, um, Castaway without a likable main character. With just Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Just Wilson. Um, and Can you imagine that movie? It's the ball. He finds a Tom, he finds a, he finds a Tom Hanks flight washing ashore. The funny thing is, though, too, is that I think one of the main complaints, too, I've talked to a few people, too, is on the same page with me as far as it being boring. And that does that I guess that does say something with Shyamalan because it's 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 only like an hour and a half. Yeah, you can't fit in some exciting stuff within an hour and a half. And and that alien at the end, it's just like, oh, great. No CGI monster. Just I don't know. It's it's very underwhelming. It's a it's a who cares. I just didn't find it boring at all. I, I liked, I liked there, there's, 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 there's lions, there's monkeys, there's huge eagles, there's aliens. There's enough stuff to keep you interested. I did like the ghosting thing though, and I think that Wilson would have been fantastic in this movie because Wilson has no fear. He's yeah, a volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> the aliens would never see him coming. Yeah. Abe, what'd you think of the movie? Um, uh, going into it, I, I was kind of excited because I remember seeing the trailers and I was like, oh, this is kind of looks cool. When I was actually watching it. For the first, like, 30 minutes, I was actually really upset at it because more or less the same feelings as Christian there. I was like, nah, wow, this is a boring movie. There's, like, a lot of these weird um, plot turns that I don't fully understand because nothing is explained. And the direction is just not very good either. It's not as though um, 
you know, it's not like, oh, this is a cool camera angle, this is a cool camera trick. It's more just like, oh, okay, well, I guess I'm just watching Will Smith and his son. About halfway through, I was like, oh, you know what? I'm not so angry anymore. And the reason is, I was like, oh, this is a great movie for 12-year-olds. Yeah. Those 12-year-olds that are watching this movie are going to be like, this is awesome. All these giant animals are trying to attack this kid that is like me. I want to be cool like him, too. And I was just thinking, oh, you know, if I had read this back in sixth grade, and in the summer of my sixth grade year, they made a movie about it, I was like, this would be the movie that I would go see with my parents. Adults are going to hate this movie, and I, I, I really don't like this movie that much either, but I can really see that this is, if they had geared it toward that audience, where it was like, again, like a Percy Jackson thing, where it's like, oh, yeah, this is really for children, like, 15 and under, that'd be fantastic, that'd be fine with me. But they geared it toward, like, this is going to be a great movie for adults because Will Smith is a, a huge actor and um, you're going to go see some great action sequences. And it's just, no, there, there's none of that. And <laughs> again, it, everything is very shallow, but do I fault it for that? Yeah, kind of. But at the same time, I think this is a good movie for children. Do you think, though, babe, do you think that it's a good, with like the Avengers and all the stuff that the kids have now with all these different movies that kids under like 13, 14, you think ki- you're going to be able to hold a kid's attention with this? Because Nothing happens. Yeah, there are a couple of monkeys running around chasing there and maybe like an alien fight here and there. But for the majority part, it's just, I don't know where I am, sir. Yeah, whole- yeah. No, I mean, I do agree. With, I don't think that's going to hold super much attention because kids always love superheroes. No no question about it. I mean, even growing up, I loved a bunch of superheroes. Um, but yeah, I mean, now, as far as like, yeah, as far as sci-fi action goes, I think that it could, you know, it kind of holds a candle to to those, again, it really have to be a very small demographic, which is like, you know, 15 to, I, I'd say 15 is actually much older. I'd probably say, again, 12 and under. You're, you're saying this, but I feel like the movie is geared towards that audience. It's rated PG-13. The trailer shows nothing but Jaden Smith running through the woods. You, I think you, you know that Will Smith's not involved very much. He, all you see him do in the trailer is sit around and talk to his son. Like, I feel like no, I got, I, I, I feel yeah. like I got the exact movie that I was expecting to see. Wait, Aaron, you 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 thought you you didn't think that uh, Will Smith was going to be involved in this movie a lot? No, I saw him sitting around and I saw him scanning his leg in the trailers. I'm like, all right, his leg's probably broken or something. So he's probably that's why I only see Jaden Smith in the woods. This is us here. That is the tail, somewhere in this area. It's approximately 100 kilometers from here. We need that beacon. You are going to retrieve that beacon, or we are going to die. Okay, well, that, I mean, you're, then you definitely figured it out for a lot of people because that was that that's that pissed a lot of people off, and I think that's it was a, is a cheesy thing. He's sitting there. They cut the trailer at one point to make it look like he was he was with him in the wood in the in the jungle, the mighty jungle. Um, uh, I'll get to I'll get to my thoughts because I'm. I'm Kind of play devil's advocate because I didn't like this movie. Um, I'll say this. I think the worst thing about After Earth is the fact that it's a sci-fi movie. I think if the movie was – if it removed all the sci-fi elements and just was like, I don't know, like they're in a plane and they crash in, you know, Washington in the forest somewhere or Canada and like it's just like a kid trying to like get help for his father – that movie might be like interesting yeah. and harrowing. It feel, that feels like a book that I probably read in sixth grade. So you're basically talking about the hatchet. That's what I, I just tried to think of that book too. I was yeah. like, is it the jacket? That's all right. The hatchet. Yeah. And like, see, for that, there's a simplicity there that I feel like it could work. This movie, it introduces too many other ideas for it to work overall for me. Like I'm watching it, I'm thinking, okay, 
you have an it, you we have technology that can transport us to other planets at light speeds, but we have only like a suit that changes colors when danger's around. There's not a suit that like I don't know shields us from crazy aliens or has some kind of thing that protect that covers the smell of fear on us so an alien can attack us. And the weapon we have is not some kind of sweet laser or something. It's a spear. We have see, a, a spear. I, <laughs> I agree with all those points, but like you can, you can literally sit there and you can troubleshoot a lot of shit I, about Star Wars that, 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 I, that doesn't make sense. And I think that if you talk about it being a kid's movie, look, when I was seeing the Avengers, I felt like a 12 year old kid. And when I was seeing Iron Man three, I felt like a slightly more disappointed 12 year old kid. And so seeing this, it's like, I, I don't mind feeling like a kid for a couple hours in a movie theater. And I think that if you just like, if you just let the escapism kind of wash over you, you can have fun with this movie. And then I also have a fat head of Jaden Smith in my room. That's <laughs> Now, I so I get that, and the reason I bring that stuff up is because that's kind of what I was thinking about because I was actually bored during this movie also. Like, I, I only – my mind – How are you guys all bored? My, my, like my mind trailed like off. It's because, it, it's because of this. I don't mind Jaden Smith as an actor, but I don't think he's very likable in this movie. He did, doesn't have anything he's that not. makes me – Yeah. That makes me there, there's just to, no – there, yeah, there's no Yeah, there's no, there's no redemption value in his character either, which is just like – I actually didn't even know where there's like – there's a huge emotional climax in the film – where uh, Jaden Smith just like has all this angst coming out for like a thirteen-year-old, which is kind of very early. Um, but it's just like, where is all this coming from? I don't fully understand your character. And then at the end of the movie, it's just like, okay, I guess they're just gonna hug. But that doesn't solve anything. I think it solved a lot. I think his allowance gets a bump because he saved his dad's life. I mean, <laughs> some stuff got resolved. He's still not a ranger. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> he he's an honorary ranger. He gets, the, he gets the Ellie badge from Up. That's what he gets. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I wanted to like this movie. I, I do. I like, I like the Smiths. I like Will Smith, and I, I think Shyamalan is a capable director. I, knowing that he, you know, was essentially brought on for hire as opposed to having this be one of his personal projects where he was, you know, just allowed to do whatever the hell he wanted to and have no editors. It seemed like this is a movie where, okay, he's being brought in to just be the director on the film for a change. And he did, like, co-wrote the screenplay, co-write the screenplay with uh, Gary Witta, who wrote the Book of Eli. But it doesn't feel like a Shyamalan film and in any aspect. I mean, which is great for the fact that the writing's not, like, terrible. Like, uh, the dialogue's it's more stilted than anything. But it's not... It's not obnoxiously bad like in some of his recent movies, but at the same time, a lot of the his kind of there's some traces of his direction. Like there's the silence, there's a lot of the the way it's cut together. I can kind of see where Shyamalan's coming at it from. But and in, there's a dead chick. There is a dead chick. And there's, there's dead chick. And there's a lot of dark. There's a lot of dark imagery. That's the only thing that I think holds it back for me from being like a yeah, twelve year old with this because there's a lot of the, there's a lot of dark imagery in this movie in terms of yeah, especially animals. with like his sister. Uh, well, there's sister. There's the, some of the animals stuff that you see going on here. Like there's a lot of stuff where you're like wow, this is this that went there. Like, yeah. <laughs> that, yeah. Anyway. But but it, yeah, it it just. It it didn't, it, and I came out of it thinking, okay, that wasn't because I was seeing the reviews when I came out. I was like, oh, that wasn't terrible, I guess. But I was writing about it the next day. I was like, well, there's not much good in this movie either. I think yeah. Will Smith's very good in this movie in the performance he has. I like that he, I like his restraint in this film and how he's playing that character of, of cyber rage, pro ghoster. Yeah, Aaron, I agree with you there. The only the only problem with him doing that, I, first of all, I think he did a great job doing that. But the only problem with him doing that is that. 
he sucks. There's no personality in the movie whatsoever. And by him raining it down, you, you, you lose that even more. I mean, I like the character for sure. And I agree with you hundred percent that he did it well. It's just, I wish there would have been another character. And it just goes back to the point. Like, I don't understand why Will Smith would a have his son star in the movie and, and B, why would you, why would you hire Shyamalan of all people right now? Unless you know right. that you have the next, like, you know, the next big thing. I, th- well, I, no, think, I, th- I, th- I think Smith, I think he sees Shyamalan as a director. I think he sees where his skill is. I, I mean, the marketing doesn't use his name at all. Like, no one, besides people yeah, like us that are movie they guys. still know he's in it. It's, it's not even but, in the opening credits. Besides people that, you know, are us that do this for a living, like, no one knows that this is a Shyamalan movie based on the marketing for it. They know it's a Will Smith movie. And so I, I wouldn't think that that's something that's necessarily. But I thought about the director too. But but the other thing of too, there's still but that's but the thing with Shyamalan is the fact that you're the second you put him on the movie, it doesn't matter if some people, a lot of people do, do know that he's in it because people, like you said, like us, are writing about it, and people who didn't know about it are now reading those articles and they know. And because I walked out of the theater and saw Ushers talking uh, talking about like the the, uh, the the previous Shyamalan films and it became all about Shyamalan and they weren't part of the business at all. They were just regular dudes talking about it and it becomes a Shyamalan thing. And but the but the thing is. It, you may trust him as a filmmaker, but you also got to think the business side. Why do you trust? Why do you bring this guy in now yeah. and having your son star? You should worry about. Let's bring in a great director because everybody's going to give me crap the fact that my son's starring in it. Let's make it, you know, and let's not make it about the director at all. Maybe Will Smith really liked Devil, and um, also I, just, <laughs> I, I think that that first of all, movie theater ushers, those guys know more about movies than anybody. Okay, I worked at a movie theater for a summer when I was in high school. As did you, Christian? Did you ever know more about movies than that summer when you were doing <laughs> you were researching everything that had to do with films? True. I mean, they know their stuff. I I don't think that a lot of people are still aware that Emma Shyamalan did the movie, and I think that Will Smith did see the skill set. I mean, look, I'm I'm a Shyamalan apologist a little bit, I guess. I think I still think that there's potential with the guy i mean I, i've I never agree. seen lady in the water i never will but and the village was like one of the most disappointing films i've ever seen but he still has abilities as a director and i think what will smith did is that he said look i'm will smith i can kind of control this guy and i think that that may have been my biggest problem with the movie is that he kind of handcuffed Shyamalan a little bit too much as to what he could do as to the stamp that the director could put on it but i think that i don't think there's a lot of directors that could have made this movie better than what Shyamalan did with it i really don't that's every everything you just said i agree with and that's my that's what i think is the problem with the movie i don't think it's i don't think it's not doing business because it's a Shyamalan movie i think it's doing bad business because it's a it's a bad movie i think that's the problem with it <laughs> I, and it didn't look good to begin with very but well, it's, it, it's also real competitive right now it's not just it's that the movie's is. good or bad there there's a there's a buttload of movies that are out right now that everybody hasn't got a chance to see it there's there's star trek there's fast and furious six which by the way you want to talk about like a book that i'd read in sixth grade it'd be fast and furious <laughs> i'd be crying during that book yeah. <laughs> Han! <laughs> let's uh <laughs> i think we'll just be going around in circles if we talk about this movie anymore so let's get to our rating for drifting around in circles perhaps <laughs> so, let's, so let's get to our rating so we can get to the next movie to review um each week and out now fair and we try to rate movies based on when you should go and see them and we have our scale that goes from imax to theater dollar theater netflix hbo tv or just kind of forget about it on that scale how do we start mark where would you put after earth um on what scale are we what's the scale here when when you would go and see it imax theater dollar theater netflix hbo tv or forget about it 
Um, I, on that scale, I would just say theater. But here's the thing, though: is like this movie, you're not going to like this movie as much on TV because the effects are going to look as good. So the way to see it, if you want to see it, is an IMAX. But on that rating scale, I'd say it's a theater, and it's not worth the extra IMAX money. All right, Christian, forget about it. Abe, I'd say TV. Yeah, I'd say like a, a strong HBO. <laughs> Get a good, get a good HD TV. Watch it at HBO. A strong HBO, like, like see it that first Saturday night. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, see it's for Saturday night, six six p.m. Eastern feed. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, let's let's uh. <laughs> Let's move you know on. To it. Is it, everybody listening to this podcast has no idea what to do with After Earth right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess I, with the dollar theater by myself. I don't know. Um, okay, let's move on to the next movie. Uh, now you see me. I don't think I heard you correctly. Did you say magicians robbed a bank? You are going to be played, right? You have what we in the business like to call nothing up your sleeve. Because if you did, it means that you and the FBI and your friends at Interpol actually believe in magic. And then you... First rule of magic, always be the smartest guy in the room. One, two, three, and... Want to know how they did it? Say the magic word. A year ago, these guys were a bunch of street magicians. Now they're pulling off amazing robberies and not keeping a single cent for themselves. You do realize this is a game. Played out on a global scale. Vegas was just a start. This trick was designed a long time ago. We are dealing with something far bigger than us. We're all here for the same reason. We cannot quit now. Expose them now and destroy them. All right, so that should have been some of the trailer for Now You See Me. This is the new... The new, because of all those other ones, the new magician heist movie, uh, which stars everybody. I think Abe and I have a small cameo in this as well. Um, but yeah, it features uh, Jesse Eisenberg, Mark Ruffalo, Woody Harrelson, Isla Fisher, Dave Franco, Michael Caine, Morgan Freeman. I'm not looking at anything. Melanie Laurent. I'll keep going, but I'm not going to. It's directed by Louis, Louis Leterrier of Incredible Hulk and Clash of the Titans fan. Hey, I brought that movie up earlier. And uh, yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of magicians. They're hosting a show that happens to involve robbing random places and giving the money to the people. The Robin Hood of magicians, you would call them. And Mark Ruffalo is the FBI agent who is cha- on their on is their tail chasing Interpol? them down. No, he's FBI. Oh. You know, Abe, if you saw the movie, you'd know this, but you didn't. So there you yeah, go. I, I yeah, I <laughs> would. Um, so with all that said, let's start with Christian this time. What do you think of Now You See Me? Um, you know, it's... It's one of these movies. It's it's like a. I wanted I wanted the Inside Man from when I when I saw the trailer. That's what I was hoping to get. And it's it's way more fluffier than that. I I did enjoy watching it. I don't think it's a I don't think it's a great movie by any means. But I just um I don't know. Like some of the the, the magic was definitely beyond unbelievable. And it was almost like, well, wait a minute, is Gandalf like doing a spell somewhere that I'm not looking? At? <laughs> um, but. You know, I would have liked to see more character development, but I, I shove a popcorn in my face, and by the end of it, I was like, okay, that's something I'd probably definitely watch on uh, cable or something. Mark? Um, I realized why they had to put so much of the uh, the FBI Interpol cop kind of then chasing the magicians into it um, and how that all resolves itself, but I really just could have used the movie about these four magicians and why they want to be in the eye so bad. It's like... The premise of this movie is that they're trying to get into this really exclusive magician's club. And I want to know, like, why? What happens in that club? What what sort of benefits do you get? You know, like, that's what I wanted to know. And then instead, we got to watch Mark Ruffalo bumble his way around and watch Melanie Laurent just, you know, speak with that insanely hot French accent. 
I like. I didn't like Ruffalo's character in this for a while, um, just because I don't like seeing him. He was good in it, but I don't like seeing a cop that bumbling and and always get outwitted. Because eventually, I'm just not going to be even rooting for you anymore. Like I was kind of pulling for the magicians the whole time, and I hate magicians. They scare the crap out of me. <laughs> but don't you think there's a reason for the the, the bumbling thing, Mark? I, I certainly do, but but as far as a movie to watch, it just I didn't enjoy I didn't enjoy that aspect of it as much as I wanted to. Abe, uh, I thought that it was great magic overall. I, I didn't see the movie, but you know it's just I think David <laughs> Blaine had a great cameo in there, and uh, you know I, I, Leonardo DiCaprio must have been there too because David Blaine and, and Mark or and, and Leo are our best friends. So yeah, I, I thought it was I thought it was awesome. Thank you for that imaginative recollection of the movie. That belongs on the poster, by the way. Is, uh, <laughs> hey, I think David Blaine and Leo are in this, right? Abe. <laughs> yeah, followed by Loved It, Didn't See It. <laughs> um, I I had fun with this movie, a lot of empty fun. It felt it's, – it's very slight of hand. I it didn't – you know, I saw it. I was like, all right, this is what it is, I guess. It's, it's yeah. There's in – a, in a summer filled with, like, a lot of – big spectacle films it's kind of a nice like hey okay this is something that happened too it has a very strong cast of like every face you see in this movie is recognizable so that's something oh um that said i think the one of the benefits also biggest tricks of the movie is the fact that you're not actually following those four magicians mark ruffalo is really the lead character of this movie which is something i'm kind of happy about because every time i saw the trailer i'm looking at jesse eisenberg and he's like too smug for school and i'm like i just don't like this and so i was happy that it wasn't like the jesse eisenberg is very smug for two hours show I at the same time you're watching Mark Ruffalo as you guys said bumble around and it's like well how much bumbling can he do in this and it, it's it's like Are you oh surprised? once again the magicians have outthought this move just like they said they would earlier <laughs> it's it's like how long can we watch it be this guy but I do think it's you know it's the I think the best aspect of it is it's pacing I think the movie just flies by so quickly that you don't really think about how ludicrous some of the things that happen are and i don't mean ludicrous is in fast six because that movie was ridiculously amazing but <laughs> there I, i'm just gonna insert as many puns as i can to this magician review <laughs> but um yeah i mean it's it's fine for what it is i think it's an easy movie to go and see for as far like when i saw this movie audiences were clapping all the time which is something i don't see often but every like time like a trick was pulled off by the magicians they're like oh they outsmarted that ruffalo again they like just applauded <laughs> and it was like it was it started to become that became more entertaining to me than the movie at some points yeah watching the watching the movie like leaving the theater i felt like i just left like a real magic show where it's like oh we saw a lot of stuff and now let's go eat some chinese food because that won't fill me up for that long either What's you know, kind of, it's the same kind of thing. What's kind of obnoxious is that the movie is very – it's very aware of how it's trying to trick you. Like, it, it points that out. Like, it, it – which especially in the case of Morgan Freeman, who's kind of a dick in this movie. Like, every – his only goal yeah. is to just ruin other people's tricks. And it's like, well, that's – you're just a jerk guy. But um, but the whole movie's like – the movie's the movie's like – these is like – you can go along with the trick and have fun by watching the pretty assistants, or you can watch the D, or you can watch over here to the details of the trick. And if you watch those details, you're not going to have that much fun with this movie. But if you stare at the pretty assistant the whole time, then you'll probably have fun with this movie. Like there's not that much to so, it. That's what Burt Werner said to us. <laughs> Did he? <laughs> and uh, I will say, and I mentioned this earlier, I think Dave Franco has the best scene in this movie. There's like this hand to magic fight that happened yes, between him. That and was him, awesome. Which. 
that was just really cool. It's like that, and this is from like Louis Leteria, who did the Transporter movies. Like this is like that oh. kind of cool. It's like I want to, I want to watch more of this stuff. I haven't seen. It's something I haven't seen before. Where like Dave Franco is basically by himself in a room between, and two FBI agents are there, and he's using magic to outfight them. Yeah. And that was like really cool to me. Like that, like whole sequence is like this I, is awesome. I think that one of the things too, and, and I don't like super dislike him, Dave Franco, as much as he just annoys his, his face just annoys me for some reason. But uh. He, um, he has a small head of big eyebrows. Yeah, but whatever. He, I agree with you though. That scene was was really cool, and I actually thought he was. This is one of the best I'd seen him in a film so far. And but I think think the action was shot well. I think Louis Letier, whatever he 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 shoots it. Uh, I, I he shoots those type of fun kind of shut your brain off movies well, minus Clash of the Titans. So I like the Hulk. But, yeah, I like the Hulk too. I, I and I agree with you. Yeah, I do think he has the kind of he has that kind of skill as a director where he can. He can make something seem more fun than it than it has a right to be. <laughs> Absolutely, and I think Morgan it helps. Freeman's character confounds me in this movie though because he he's this guy who's super successful selling DVDs of him explaining magic tricks. Like, is that a, is that a market in as, America? It's, as he explains, the most popular show in Las Vegas last year was one million something, and his DVD sold six million. Like, I don't like. Wasn't it wasn't a cool magician? And apparently, he has no other fees to give to anybody else, so he gets all of that money. <laughs> who's getting together on a Saturday and is like, "Hey, let's watch this guy cockblock fun. It's really fun." It's weird that the magicians don't have some kind of guild to like destroy Morgan Freeman's career and they just let it slide all the time. <laughs> but yeah. wasn't, it cool, wasn't it cool to see Frost versus Alfred? You're in this to ride them up. I'm in it to ride them down. I take it that we do not have a deal. And therein lies our conflict. Let me be blunt. My bank account is much, much bigger than yours. And my lawyers are much stronger. And they will manacle you with so many injunctions until you stand by hopelessly watching everything that you own drain away in front of your greedy little eyes. This isn't the first time I've been threatened. It is, however, the first time you've been threatened by me. (laughs) (laughs) That to me, I was like, yes. I was like, I wanted to see that scene in Dark Knight Rises. Michael anytime Davis, you like, see those guys go at each other, you're going to be entertained. And I think that the movie just uh, any anytime they they ran out of a magic trick to use, they just had let's have Morgan Freeman talk to Michael Caine, and it'll be entertaining. And it was. I mean, look, I honestly I enjoyed watching the movie. I knew it wasn't a good movie. It was like cotton candy, but it wasn't. You know, it wasn't a terrible film. It was. It was enjoyable. It'd be worth the price of admission. I think. Yeah, for sure. It's uh, it's fun. That's kind of how I keep describing yes, it because I have no other word to use. That's like that's apt like it's fun like it's it's fine for what it is and it, i what okay i forgot to mention woody harrelson's good in this movie i like like yeah. he, of the of the four magicians who we learned you know practically nothing about i think woody harrelson who's you know the oldest and most skilled of the actors there is really good at this movie for what he has to do like he's, i like his banter that he had and, and he, he to me had the most personality at all the characters yeah so um, you had a little bit more of a story you knew that he at one point was a really big famous magician and then things kind of went bad for him you knew a lot about him more than you did the other ones and i, and I think that that's where where mark's point was earlier was i would have liked to see a little bit more from not necessarily like, like what you said aaron i don't want to see a full movie about these people but i would have liked to know a little bit more about their characters like they did with woody 
Yeah, Woody Harrelson, he was kind of like the uh, the Steve Carell and Burt Wonderstone, except I actually liked Woody Harrelson. Yeah, that, yes, <laughs> yes, thank you. Oh, my God, I, I, there's one person that would disagree with you, and it's Marcus Robinson, who loved Burt Wonderstone and everything about it. Wow, okay, that's a magic trick. He was the one guy, huh? He was the one guy. Also, Beast of the Southern Wild callback. That's where we oh. did That's That's for, for listeners of the show and Marcus Robinson only. <laughs> um, <laughs> had to put it in there somewhere, Abe. Had to do it. No, no. We haven't put it in for the past few shows. Hey, you know what? Look, when you get to 100 podcasts, you got to have callbacks or else everybody starts getting bored, you know? That's that's a that's, it's a fun thing to mention, which we'll get to in a second. But let's rate, our, rate the movie really quick. Uh, same scale for Now You See Me, uh, when you should go and see it. Uh, Christian? Uh, I'm going uh, to say DVD for sure. Or no, cable. Cable and DVD. How about that? There you go. Uh, Mark? Um, I'm going to say cable, but if it's a matter of paying your cable bill just to watch this movie, <laughs> you're better off going with basic. Abe? I'm just going to say uh, everything that everyone else has said. There you, <laughs> there you go. I'll, I'll give it a dollar theater. If you see this oh. for like three bucks, he's like, yeah, all right. Was, I, I heard this movie was fun on both the Schmo no, Schmo no Show and the Out Now Day podcast episode. <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll spend three dollars. Um, okay. Let's do a little movie callback. Callback, callback, callback. This is a segment where we talk about some movies that we might have thought of while watching or reflecting on the movies that we saw this week. And uh, let's start this one for After for after We did two movies, After after Earth. A um, few movies I thought of while I was watching After Earth. Oblivion, Karate Kid, Planet of the Apes, The Grey, and just various survival stories that I read in, in junior high. Very good. Um, I'll pick it up from there. I also I, I got a little independence today just because I was thinking about the progression of Will Smith's like like if Will Smith's bloodline led him to a thousand years from now, if he was the guy that saved Earth from aliens and he had the welcome to Earth line a thousand years later, that's probably the dude related to Will Smith is this super soldier Cyrus Rage. <laughs> uh, Mark, uh, that was me just making that point, but I'll. No, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, no, no, no. You know what, Aaron? I'll give you another one real quick, too, with, with After Earth. It is my favorite bad movie of all time. It is a 1979 feature called Planet of the Dinosaurs. That is amazing. And these guys crash on this planet. they got to fight off dinosaurs. And anytime there's a futuristic world and there's scary beasts, I think Planet of the Dinosaurs, and it puts a smile on my face. <laughs> um, I'd probably go, I mean, again, using uh, Karate Kid, because you're thinking about him starting another film. Um, but I actually put... Uh, and that alien made me think of Starship Troopers, and then I was combined with the fact that when I saw some of these tigers, I automatically went to 10,000 BC. Um, they looked like the oh, same. I forgot about that movie. Jeez. Yeah, see, this, I, some of this, some of the the animals to me looked a little too over the top. And then, of course, you start flashback to all of Shyamalan's movies as some of the scenes. I really, the one scene, the Sixth Sense, I flashback when I when there's a particular scene on the river with um, with the Kravitz. Mm. The Crabs Girl. Uh, that remind me of a Misha Barton's type of scene. Um, but uh, that was those are the ones I thought of right away, and I hope to never think of any of them again. <laughs> Abe, uh, I definitely thought of uh, the Bone Collector as well. Uh, someone mentioned earlier um, After Earth, and also um, this old bungee game called Marathon. Um, it was like one of the original first-person shooters because the suits that they wear in After Earth kind of remind me of those Bob guys. On the uh, on the spaceships when they're kind of trying to help you out, but then they end up shooting you if you shoot one of them. All right. Uh, now you see me. I might have a few here. A lot of similar kind of empty fun movies: National Treasure, The Italian Job remake, and Limitless. Those are all movies that kind of like eh, movies. Are like hey, those are fun in a moment. Uh, Bart. 
Um, it reminded me of the Carrot Top show I saw at the MGM Grand in Vegas in 2003. Obviously. And, uh, it also, it reminded me of, there's a documentary that came out earlier this year that's really cool uh, about Ricky Jay, who's like a master card trick. Yeah, 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 yeah. Just a specialist. And it's, I mean, now you see me isn't as good as that, but it made you, it's one of those movies where if, just for a second, you're like, I could be a magician. And no, you can't. No, you can't. <laughs> Christian? Um, I would say, you know, because watching, watching Ruffalo be the, the, the cop again kind of took me back to um, Collateral a little bit. Um and then I thought of things, Ocean... things worked out a little bit better for him in this movie. <laughs> Didn't that, that, that's true, but I just just watching him kind of going on that wild goose chase again. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, Ocean's Ocean's Eleven. I was thinking of, um, and then um, of course Burt Wonderstone just automatically because it, it was so recent. Okay. Cool. Abe. Yeah, I think it's time for some uh, some games, Aaron. Sorry about that. <laughs> That's, of course, the improv theme for games. And, uh, okay, so I have a game this week, guys. It's called Welcome to Earth or Some Other Planet. And um, basically I have a list of descriptions here of various planets and movies, and you have to guess the movie that I'm talking about. Um, if you can guess the planet that I'm referring to, you get a bonus point as well. But uh, Sweet. Is it a competitive thing? Like, do we have to oh, buzz in? Oh, yes, it's, it's competitive. competitive. Yeah, just just shout, it out, shout it out if you know it. And shout it out? It's going to be chaos. That's that's what we like here. Organized chaos. <laughs> All right. Here's the first one. A mysterious architectural structure led astronauts to a location outside of this planet. Um. Hmm. Mysterious architectural structure. Uh, Mark. Uh, I'm I'm gonna say it's I can't remember, but it's a really the arrival with Charlie Sheen. That's that's not it, but oh. <laughs> I, I like the enthusiasm. Thank you, thank you. It's a very black and rectangular mysterious architectural structure. Black? Uh, oh, is it Oblivion? <laughs> no. Star Trek uh, first contact. Well, you've all answered, so I'm going to go 2001 A Space Odyssey. Ah, uh, yeah, that's right. Is it 2001 A Space Odyssey? It is. Yeah, Chris, nice. Jesus. Oh. I still got the point. Okay, here's the next one. Lots of parties, lots of interested parties were aboard this cruise ship hovering over this beach-covered planet. They were also treated to an opera. Oh, uh, f uh, shoot, The Fifth Element. The Fifth Element is the correct answer. Nailed that one. I was going to say Wally. Here's the next one. Cleaning up is a big priority for all those still stuck on this drab planet. Wally. At Wally is the correct seat. That's how you shout it out. That's how you ah. All right. Hey, planting the seed, and I yeah. took it from there. Yeah, I know. <laughs> See what he did there with the planting the seed joke, and it's Wally? That was as good. Um, yeah. Here we go. Heading outside may maybe make it become harder and harder to breathe, though the Red Hills seem like a good place to hike. Red Planet. Close. Uh, uh, the angry Red uh, Planet. No. Uh, You're on the right planet, that's for sure. Uh, Total Recall. Total Recall yeah, is the correct it. answer. Okay, that Arnold Schwarzenegger movie. Who yelled that? <laughs> Me. Christian. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I like how it was clearly Mars, and I picked maybe the two worst <laughs> Mars films ever. I like Red Planet. I think that movie's fun. Dude, you got to see the Angry Red Planet. Oh, I've seen the Angry Red Planet. I'm not arguing with you there. <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. There we go. On this planet, there are things out there that will eat your eyes for jujubes. There is also a lot of fun involving hair. Ooh. The Adventures of Pluto Nash. <laughs> that's That's not right. Is that an automatic disqualification? Is it, uh, is it pitch, pitch black? Nope. I, I directly quoted the movie by saying, on this planet there are things out there that will eat your eyes for jujubes. But that's, that's just... Fun involving hair. 
Oh, oh, uh, Alien 3. <laughs> she shaved her head, right? That's fun involving hair. Abe, got a guess? No, I don't. The answer was Avatar. Ah. Uh, they have hair well, sex, I, guys. My movie had Sigourney Weaver in it, too, so I should get credit. You <laughs> yeah, for credit? Here we go. Space tractors are needed to work on this location. Having Dude. a copy of yourself might not hurt either. Um, space Logan. tractors? Space tractors. That's what they seem like in this movie. Logan's run. Yeah, we all own one these days. Um, Having a copy of yourself might not hurt either. So snap, maybe. Prometheus. Nope. This location is near Earth. I don't know. The answer was moon. That's what I said twice. You did? Yeah. I didn't hear you say moon. Oh, I, I, I cut you off earlier and then I said it again. Still anyway. never saw moon. It's a good movie. I heard. This planet has it all. Deserts, bars, races, and two suns. Uh, Tatooine. Tatooine is the correct answer. Let's see. What movie is that from? <laughs> what is what? Answer me this question. Yes, I think it's Star Trek. Pursuit of Happiness. No one's at, no one's technically got the point yet. I guess because they haven't named the movie. Star Wars: New Hope. Yay! Yeah. I win. I'll give it to Christian. Christian, you can have my point. Okay. Stop. <laughs> Here's the next one. This place will never be the same given all the destruction. At least it wasn't hit by something as large as this as Texas. Uh, you repeat that question. This place will never be the same, given all the destruction. At least it wasn't hit by something the size of Texas. I, I want to say... Armageddon? Armageddon is the correct answer. Ooh. Huh. Well done. Uh, let's see, two more. Yeah. I have bonus ones, too, just in case there was a tie, but we'll see. Doesn't seem the like runaway. A giant can of raid could be could really solve a lot of problems. On Starship the... Troopers. Starship Troopers is the correct answer. Yeah. Uh, he's getting hot now, folks. Uh -oh. He's turned it on. He's turned on the thunder. Plenty of cool sights to see on this planet as long as you don't arrive at the wrong time. The eclipses there are pretty lame. Uh, pitch black. Pitch, pitch black is the correct answer. Dude, he is on a roll. I think Christian's won this game. Well, no, no, no. I think the way, the way I like to think of it is the Schmoes No won the game. The Schmoes No. I know that. The, fun, the, the, fun, the, the, the Shyamalan twist is that Mark was doing an impression of me the whole time. Oh, my God. Oh, At least God, that was great. As long as nobody had their hand up somebody else, we're all good with that. Um, I got I got three bonus Star Wars questions that are just planets. If you could name, let's just do this because I, I put these out there. So here we go. Yeah, let's play. Okay, just name the planet in the Star Wars universe. Here we go. Lots of dense foliage and cuddly. Forest moon of Endor. Correct. Way to be specific too. Not just Endor, the forest moon of Endor. Yeah, it ain't Endor. We have no idea what's on Endor, but yeah, Endor is probably some, that's moon. where all the Wookies are. It's Kashyyyk. That's what, yeah. that's what it is. Uh, well, here we go. It's a dirty place, but some Jedi know how to get used to it. Dagobah. Dagobah is correct. Oh. It's a pretty steep fall if you take the wrong step off this city in the clouds. Uh, uh, Bespin. Be Bespin. That's the correct answer. Mark knows his Star Wars. That's, Ooh. that's what I've learned. Thank you. You can probably tell by those answers I do not have a date tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is Sunday. You have to go to work tomorrow. <laughs> that's right. I gotta, I gotta open my Christian Mingle account on Sunday. <laughs> Hey, Christian singles. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, we <laughs> uh, we're gonna get to a, a couple other segments, but I know the I know uh, Mark and Christian both to take off, so I'm gonna allow you guys to do that. So, what, could you guys quickly uh, say where people can find more of your work? Yeah, sure. Just if you go to you can go to YouTube, obviously YouTube.com/schmoesno, schmoesno.com, and every Thursday nights we're live on the Toad Hop Network from eight to ten p.m. Pacific Standard Time doing the Schmoesno Movies podcast. 
And you can follow us on Twitter, just at Schmoes No. It's plural, then singular, Schmoes No. And our like our Facebook page also, it's just Schmoes No. Great. Awesome. Thanks, guys. Awesome. Done. Thanks for having us, guys. It was a lot of fun. Yeah, for sure. Thank you so much, and uh, we will uh, we'll talk to you guys next time. There's a magic movie and a post-apocalyptic Will Smith film. We are happy to be back on the podcast. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> There's like one every six months now, I think. I think Run it back. <laughs> See you, boys. Right, Thanks. Okay. Thanks yeah. very much. See you, guys. All right, Aaron. Just you and I again. It's it's back. It's just the two of us. Woo. Just we, the two of us. We can make it if we try. We can make it if we try. Just just the two okay. Of us. Let's just no, let's just do this. <laughs> you win. The first time I heart you. All right. <laughs> let's uh. Let's. <laughs> we, we went there. Let's um. All right, I gotta get uh, my bearings back real quick. Let's just take other Will Smith songs. Okay. Oh my god. Let's do. Let's do the box office. Okay. Each week at Out Now Fair today, we go over the box office results and find out if our previous week's predictions were anywhere close to what actually went down at said box office. And um, yeah, lots of lots of things happened this week. But uh, let's recap. Abe, do you recall what you um, predicted last week for the box office? After Earth, I think I said second place. I, I think was it forty one? Forty two. Yeah, you said second place forty two, which is a pretty admirable guess at this point. Um, Jose went first place at thirty eight million. Jimmy O put second place at thirty million. Actually, his was better. And I put hmm. first place at fifty million. Um, none of us won this week because the results were under. Uh, After Earth went third. Went third place with twenty seven million. Wow. Uh, now you see me surprisingly somewhat. Although it had, it was more marketable, I guess. Um, second place of twenty eight million. Fast six held on top though of thirty four million. Thirty four. Wow, much lower than I thought it was going to be. In. Uh, just to give you, but uh, by the way, I need to provide this. My my dad recap of the films that he's seen this summer. Iron Man, <laughs> Iron Man three. He enjoyed, but thought it was kind of silly at the end. Um, I I told him not to see Hangover, so he hasn't. He enjoyed The Great Gatsby quite a bit. He enjoyed Mud quite a bit. Um, he thought Star Trek Into Darkness got really stupid. His words. <laughs> and uh, Fast and Furious, which he just saw, he loved it. He thought it was oh. he thought it was a lot of fun. Um, so there you go. That's my dad. Tune in next week dad, when Aaron dad tells what his mom says. We should find uh, out what your mom says. My mom has not seen movies in a little, a little bit of time. A few months. Oh. Yeah. He also really liked Contiki, by the way. My dad. He, he liked oh, very cool. Contiki. Um, but yeah, no, I I'd, I'd love to get my mom back on this podcast, but we'll see. Yes, Humans NP three is coming out. God. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, that's that's what went down. Um, we can't how did uh, Iron Man fare? Iron Man, made, it's in let's see, seventh, which makes sense. Still, oh, oh it's still top ten. Still, oh yeah, still top ten. It's yeah. got made eight million dollars. Um, okay, it's at like three eighty four overall. I'm looking at the box. I'm looking at our summer wager, by the way, and um, yeah, we'll see. We'll see how things turn out. I, I, I'm confident that I, unless Man of Steel does like amazing business, I'm not, I'm pretty confident that Iron Man's going to be number one. But I think a lot of us that had Hangover Part Three in there. It's gonna be very low. And Star Trek. <laughs> Star Trek's doing fine. I mean, in terms What's of What's the running total on Star Trek? Star Trek's at one eighty one right now. Mm, okay. It's. I think I have it at like fifth place in my summer wager. So I'm at like third or something. I'm not upset about Star Trek, although I'm, I'm very curious. To see, I mean, the animated movie. This is a whole different conversation. The animated the movie. The animated movies that are coming out, Despicable oh, oh. Monsters University. I think I. I wish I would have switched Monst- Monsters U. I think at this point, but we'll see. We'll see how that goes. Oh, interesting. Okay. Uh, but yeah, I also got in Adam Gentry's entries, by the way. No. Oh. Okay. I, I put a couple, before, before I, the cutoff. I put a couple asterisks next to his name, so we'll figure out how he okay. and um we'll and Jordan Grout's list will play out when we add up all the pulled. 
But uh, let's move on. Let's move on to out now feedback. Feedback, feedback, feedback. And of course, this is where we address some of the uh, listener comments that we've had. I put yeah. stuff on the Facebook page, and I also got a nice email from Dion, and I'm going to read that lengthy one. Lengthy email. Yeah. A lengthy email, and I'm going to try to hit the the broad points here because it's you know it is a little lengthy. Although, what, what, does everyone else have anywhere to go, right? What else are we going to say? Uh, we're just going to sing Will Smith songs after this anyway, so let's just get into it. Uh, let's see, here's, here's Dion's email. Um, Aaron and Abe sometimes. I like that, that was funny. <laughs> uh, so this is the other side of 100 episodes, huh? Congratulations. You guys never lost his fan. He really liked our comment. I'll just read bullet points. He really liked our commentaries for the Evil Dead films. Um, so that's cool. I, I, we like doing those commentaries. Yeah. Um, Let's see, he's happy that our, H- our HHWLODRSS feed di- didn't die, which is good. Um, okay, here we go. Here's a lengthy paragraph on the Fast and Furious. I listened to your commentary track for the Fast and the Furious Tokyo Drift. It was so great having you guys back, but bittersweet at the same time. I listened to it. I already seen Furyx. I, I love it. He spelled Furyx <laughs> amazingly, by the way. The With, yeah, he did. It was like Fury hyphen X. <laughs> I bet they changed the title card specifically because they love the young standalone the, the, they loved your long-standing ti- suggested title. They loved our title. That's what they changed. Uh, there seems to be no hope for Han, for a Han return besides flashbacks, but I can live with that. Like you two, I have Tokyo Drift pegged as one of my favorite Fast and Furious movies, and I'm very happy to be seeing a return to the Sean character, perhaps. We know Vin Diesel didn't win the race at the end of the Fast Five beginning of Fast Six. This is getting tricky. I've always believed Sean had what it took to topple Vin Diesel. So I'm. I like he typed VD by the way, which is hilarious to read as the abbreviation. So I, I, it seems more possible now. I didn't listen to the entire commentary though. I'm only through most of the way. Uh, let's see. Uh, belatedly, since I don't Facebook, I still love the Chase and Speed Racer. That's a great choice by the way. I forgot Speed Racer and his car when he won the Grand Prix, along with the fatal chase in Tokyo Drift when Sean drifted through the crowded intersection. This is referring to our question last week of favorite car chases on film. Uh, let's see. Uh, Jimmy gave props. Jimmy O gave props to Vanishing Point. I've only seen the other version, but would you think they're worthy of a similar length conversation, much like the step-up style dual commentary, which was an epic unto itself? Um, let's see. Until next time I write, I'll borrow your line so long and good night. Thank you, Dion, for that. Oh, thanks, Dion. Yeah. That was good. It's fun. That was a great email to read. It was a great email to read. And well, uh, yeah, feel free to email us out now podcast at gmail.com. We always love hearing thoughts and, from everybody else on various movies that they've seen and, you know, thoughts on the show and what have you. And speaking of which, here are some thoughts from the Facebook page. I asked a couple questions this week. Favorite child actors was one. Um, Graham put Mara Wilson, who was in, like, Matilda and a couple other shows. Uh, movie shows. Shows. Movies. Uh, like, I think Mrs. Doubtfire was one of them. Um, <laughs> Barrow, he put it was Barrow, he was like the youngest daughter Barrow Wilson yeah, no, yeah, since, since she turned out pretty normal and just wrote a great article on why others don't that's a good answer mm-hmm. uh, Mike put Gary Coleman exclamation point uh, Jordan Grout put Deep Roy <laughs> Deep Roy who is not a child actor but a little uh, you may have seen him in all these Tim Burton movies Tim Burton movies yeah uh, Jim Deeds friend of the show put the four oh, the four boys from Stand By Me uh, Chandler Riggs, who currently stars in The Walking Dead, and Jodie Foster in Taxi Driver. And Callum put, I think Abe likes, like, acts like a child all the time. My favorite actor <laughs> of the bunch. <laughs> Fantastic. Callum, why you gotta do that to me, man? That we were friends. Callum all the way down from Down Under, sending us yeah. a Facebook page entry. Is I'm he like, from Down Under? Yes, he is. He's, He's from the UK. He's from Australia, Abe. Oh. <clears throat> um, let's, let's see. Favorite related actor pairings is the other question I put. 
Uh, Gerard, friend of the show, put Bo and Jeff Bridges in the Fabulous Baker Boys. Philip put Emilio Estevez and Charlie Sheen in Young Guns. How ironic that Sheen was the voice of reason in that relationship. <laughs> That's entertaining. Also, Charlie Sheen and Emilio Estevez started the movie Men at Work. It's directed by Emilio Estevez. Just saying. That's a fun one to point out. And let's not forget Martin Sheen and Charlie Sheen in Wall Street, of course. And Hot Shots Part Deux. But that's enough of that. Um, what else we got? I think that's the end of listener feedback. I think that is, yeah. I think we only had a couple questions this week, yeah. Um, Abe. Uh-oh. Listener feedback. Is it? Feedback. Feedback. Thank you. Okay. Moving on, let's go to Out Now Presents. Out Now Quickies! TM! Okay. Let's move on to Out Now Presents What's Out Now. These are movies... Out Now, Out Now. Oh, 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 my goodness. <laughs> These are okay. movies that are coming right. out on DVD and Blu-ray this week. And we got a, a number of them, so Abe, just give like a yay or day. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, a good day to die hard. Uh, no. Oh, oh, that's, <laughs> that's a very it. big no. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's not even a nay. It's just a no. Um, identity thief. No, I, uh, I still is, don't is that want. A no? What? Okay. Did you see it? No, I didn't see it, but I still don't okay. want to. So there you go. Uh, yeah. Warm bodies. Yeah, yay! It's a good date movie. Um, Falling skies. I like that show. Falling skies season two comes out the on Blu-ray this week, and I, I think wait, it's wait. a solid show. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, Breaking Bad Season 5A. Yay for that. And <laughs> When's the next part coming out? This summer, uh, August. This summer. Like, end of July or August. The second half of the fifth season. Yeah. The final season. The final it. season, yeah. Uh, series finale. Yeah. Escape for Planet Earth 3D. Did not see this movie, but mm. it's a movie. I know that. That's all I had for that one. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> so let's go on to what we're going to talk about next week. Uh, next week on the show, um, Abe's too scared to see The Purge, and I don't think the internship's going to give us <laughs> enough to talk about. So I think we're going to do like an indie showcase show. We're going to talk about a lot of uh, just kind of the independent films that have come out in uh, recent recent times, our independent art house films. And we've you know mentioned them in Out Now Quickies before. Oh, but, uh, boom. Uh, yeah, we're going to kind of, I think, dedicate kind of a, a good hour to talking about a lot of those movies in full as opposed to doing like a regular, regular show. So, yeah, we'll see how that Turns out, and of course, the week after that, we'll talk about Man of Steel. So, you know, fret not, it'll happen. Uh, but I don't think we're going to do box office this week. We'll just kind of let things play out as they will. But I have a feeling that either Fast... Actually, I guess Fast 6 would probably have to be number one again, like, by the logic. At, at coming in at, like, 20-some-odd million? Something like that. But, I mean, it, it's not like After Earth or Now You See Me or something. Or, uh, it's number one, so... Yeah, not even The Purge probably not going to be I, I doubt the, the R-rated Purge movie is going to be number one next week. But and I, Everyone loves Ethan Hawke. That's, Handsome Hawke. That said, I mean, the internship could prove to be, you know, not terrible. Oh, yeah, right. We'll see, but... I, so I think it's I think it's a race between the internship and Fast and Furious. You see what I did there? It's a race between them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. But yeah, the next week's plan is like an indie showcase show. So you know, if you guys have seen a lot of the you know more art house related features, you know, feel free to such as such mud. as Mud, Before Midnight, Francis Ha, Place Beyond the Pines. Yeah. Uh, what else? Um, Love is all you need. Contiki, The Iceman, The East. Kings of the Summer opens wider next week. I think it opened in limited release here. You know, a lot of those movies we're going to talk about, so we'll, we'll see how that goes. Very cool. All right. And uh, Much Ado About Nothing opens up at some point to the Joss Whedon Shakespeare adaptation. That's probably, I think that's next week in very limited release, though, so yeah, still got to wait on that. Um, and, of course, Iron Man 3. That's pretty indie, I think. Yeah, well, no one really knows who Shane Black is, so yeah, it just came out of the blue. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, so I think that's going to do it this week for Out Now, Fair to Abe. Yeah, that, that is going to do it. So you can find my work at personal <laughs> blog, the code is com. 
We can follow my, all my written movie reviews as well as at YSOBlue.com for all my Blu-ray reviews and as well as, you know, just other good work for the people on that site. A uh, friend of the show, Brandon Peters, actually, has recently joined on joined us on YSOBlue.com. He's reviewing Blu-ray oh. right now, too. So uh, good for him. Good job, Brandon. And um, let's see. You can find me on Twitter at Twitter.com slash Aaron's PS3. Abe? You can find more fun stuff at walrusmoose.blogspot.com and Twitter.com slash walrusmoose. And, of course, you can find all the other episodes about now there today. Well, you can find a lot of them, because I've put a lot of them back up on iTunes. But also at hhwlod.com, you can find our show there, as long as a lot of the other shows on that network, including Walking Dead TV Podcast, Leader to Dudes, and other shows about fun comics and games and stuff like that. Outnow.podomatic.com, you can find most of the newest episodes and some exclusives at that point. Uh, YouTube page? YouTube.com slash Podcast, where you can find the main reviews of the week, 20, 30 minutes each. Uh, outnowpodcast.gmail.com I keep mentioning this but outnowpodcast.gmail.com you can email us in write us your thoughts on the show on these movies we've talked about in the past couple weeks the summer in general whatever uh, we also have a Star Trek contest still going favorite Star Trek character and why and you the winner of that gets a huge Star Trek poster a Star Trek in darkness poster so you know feel free to answer that one if you don't want to answer it there you can Go to all our various social media outlets. We have the Facebook page, facebook.com slash outnowpodcast, the Twitter page, twitter.com slash outnowpodcast, and the Tumblr page, outnowpodcast.tumblr.com. That's a lot of things to remember. Yeah. And Brennan, don't think we didn't see your submission. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it's there. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, all of those pages you can find. You can interact and have a lot of fun with us because we like interacting on those various social network platforms. Um, I think that finally is everything that we've done now um once again thanks to the schmoes no podcast guys there that was a lot of fun yeah that was. but uh um, until next week uh i think that's gonna do it so until next time so long and goodbye yeah 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 uh miami party in the city with the heat is on all night of the city with a break of dawn welcome to miami and beneath the army the same no matter time no place they don't understand that us kids are going to make some mistakes so to you other kids all across the land there's no need to argue parents just don't understand i remember one year my mom took me school shopping it was me my brother my mom oh my pop and my little sister all hopped in the car Bugging with the clothes she chose I didn't say nothing at first I just turned to my nose She said, what's wrong? This shirt cost $20 I said, mom, this shirt is plaid With a butterfly collar The next half hour was the same old thing My mother buying me clothes from 1963 And then she lost her mind and did the ultimate I asked her for Adidas and she bought me zips I said, mom, what are you doing? You ruined my rap She said, you're only 16 You don't have a rap yet I said, mom, let's put these clothes back, please She said, no Back the bell bottom Brady one's trousers. But if you don't want to, I can live with that. But you gotta put back the double nip reversible slack. She wasn't weird, everything stayed the same. Inevitably, the first day of school came. I thought I could get over. I tried to play sick, but my mom sat me on no way. Uh-uh, forget it. There was nothing I could do. I tried to relax. I got dressed up in those ancient artifacts. And when I walked into school, it was just as I thought. The kids were cracking up, laughing at the clothes mom bought. Still had a ball, cause they were pointing and whispering as I walked down the hall. I got home and 
and told my mom how my day went. She said if they were laughing, you don't need them because they're not good friends. For the next six hours, I tried to explain to my mom that I was going to have to go through this about 200 more times. So to you other kids all across the land, there's no need to argue. Parents just don't understand. Yeah, he's using the accent. Do you know what we are? Well, how we? I don't know how he talks. Sorry. <laughs> that does sound like Jaden. That, that, that's, that's my Jaden. <laughs>